Welcome to the Revolution Church Podcast. Before we begin, we'd like to remind you that our ministry is supported 100% by listeners like you. To make your 100% tax-deductible donation today, please visit revolutionchurch.com donate. You can also learn more by clicking the donate section on the website. Hello and welcome to Revolution. As always, glad to have you here. Or I guess I should say I'm glad to be there. So thanks for having me. Um, didn't have service last week because I had wisdom teeth removed. It's strange because I had deep cleaning, so I've had wisdom teeth removed at separate times rather than all at once. So, um, but now it looks like I'm going to be heading to the dentist after that I give this talk to go have another one looked at. I mean, they're all gone, but it looks like I might have dry socket and one. So that's a lot of fun. But that's why we didn't have service last week is because I was getting deep cleaning and teeth, uh, wisdom teeth taken away and uh, trying to stay on the mend. Living on Advil. Anyhow, so that was, that's my excuse. Um, I was thinking about tolerance and how we live our life daily and, you know, what's in the Bible, you know, what in the Bible does give us guidance and, and, and direct us and can give us some good ideas of, of what to do in, in times where we feel that we have a lot of enemies or we feel like a lot of things are against us. And I remember um, I had done this sermon years ago, probably 10 years ago, at um, Youth Specialties called, uh, I think it was Jesus Was Tolerant or Tolerance of Christ or something, I can't remember. And I was wanting to do something like that. Um, but as I was going through the, through the Bible and as I was going through to prepare the sermon, I, I kind of I ran into a few different scriptures that I thought were interesting. And I thought it was really interesting and it might be encouraging it way to, a way to live. And uh, it starts with the Beatitudes, which is in uh, the one in Matthew 5. It says, when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up to the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor of spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who are hungry and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemaker, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when your people are vilified, when people, I'm sorry, revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely, on my account, rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So, the Beatitudes have always been something of uh, 
mystery to me. Um, not a mystery, but just, you know, it, it's, uh, to me, it's not just straight out of the gate clear. I mean, blessed are the meek, blessed are the, you know, are those who hunger for righteous, blessed are the merciful, for they receive mercy. Yeah, these are, th- these are things that aren't easy to do. You know, um, blessed are the poor spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. I mean, does that mean that when they're poor spirit, that, that the fruits of the spirit are ours? I don't know if you followed the Galatians talk, but we talked a lot about that as the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Um, the one that sticks out to me most, though, is in uh, five seven. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. I like that. And I also like nine. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. I can understand those things. And I wanted to think, how does, how does Matthew 5, how do the Beatitudes become clear to me? And one of my favorite verses that I probably share every other sermon I've ever given is um, Corinthians. Here <laughs> I'm looking for it. And I share it all the time. First Corinthians 13, uh, 4 through 7. It says, Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It's not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. And when you kind of put that love as patient and kind, not envious, and you start to look and go, blessed are the meek. Oh, okay. Um, or, uh, let's see, it's not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in truth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Oh, there it is. Um, the Beatitudes in Corinthians thirteen four through 7 seem to have a parallel there. And uh, I found that to be encouraging because for me, it even makes it clear. And it's interesting because it's here's, this is one is Paul's teaching, the other one is Jesus's teaching. And you can kind of see the, the message that Paul has pulled out of the teachings of Jesus and how close they are. Uh, blessed are the peacemakers, you know. All these things require patience and not being envious or boastful or proud or rude or not insisting on its own way or not being irritable or resentful. Uh, bears all things, you know. Blessed are the, you know, those who mourn. It, it, the, they're there. It's there. And then I was putting it... Uh, Next to, uh, I thought next to, if you take that Matthew 5 and then Corinthians 13 and then look at Galatians uh, 5.22 where it says, By contrast, the fruits of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, and gentleness, and self-control. And you think, okay, self-control, meek, kindness, uh, you know, those who hunger for justice, uh, gentleness, um, peace, you know, blessed are the peacemakers. It's all there, you know, in the Beatitudes, it's all there in the fruits of the Spirit. 
Um, it's there in the idea of love. And so what does that tell us? Is it love is such a vital part of the Bible. It's such an, uh, you know, it, it is, if not a vital part, the most vital part of the Bible. And uh, when you put these together, you see harmony, a harmony of, okay, then this is what it means to be, okay, it helps me to deal with being mourned and comforted. It helps me deal more with understanding, okay, oh, this is what it means to be meek, or those who are hunger for thirst for righteous, you know, okay, faithfulness and gentleness and kindness, you know, blessed are the pure of heart for they will see God, you know, love, joy, peace, self-control, you know, you start to see these things all come next to each other. And so for me, it, it, it talks to us about what tolerance is, a way to live amongst our enemies, amongst our friends, amongst people, is that who we're called to be. Um, Matthew goes on to say in uh, 5.39, But I say to you, do not resist an evildoer, but if anyone strikes you on the right cheek, turn the other also. You know, this idea of turning the other cheek, it goes on to talk, if anyone wants to sue you and take your goat, give them your cloak as well. You know, this idea of going the extra mile, turning the other cheek, I mean, literally Jesus told the story of going an extra mile. Uh, a Roman soldier asked you to carry the pack for a mile, you go an extra mile. You know, this is a guide to life there. I don't think the Bible is like, you know, I have the directions. I have life's directions. It's called the Bible. <laughs> it's the instruction booklet. Um, it's a collection of writings and letters. It's like a library. I don't think it's an instruction booklet. Um, but I do think there are some things that can be taken as instructions or some things that can help guide us in a way to live um, and to help find peace and love to others. And, and you see people like uh, Martin Luther King Jr. who completely got this out of the Bible, you know, and took that and put, took it and put it with nonviolence, and the two just were just perfectly came together. And uh, nonviolence often shows the enemy who the enemy really is. It shows them, you know, wait, if I'm the one doing the hurt, harm, if I'm the one doing the violence, if I'm the one saying the hateful things, you know, all of a sudden the, the realization, the aha moment comes of, Maybe I am the one uh, who's the victim of misinformation here. Maybe I am the um, the agitator. But that requires patience on our time and on our part. It requires us to be meek, <laughs> to be merciful, to be patient. Um, Jesus gets really clear in Matthew five forty three. Says you should you've have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Now he's, he's quoting old law. He goes, but I say, and this is where Jesus' strength came in to show you that Jesus was changing things. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be children of your fathers in heaven. For 
God makes the sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends the rain on the righteous and on the unrighteous. For you love those who love you. What reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet only your brothers and sisters, what more are you doing than the others? Do not even Gentiles do the same? Be patient, therefore, your heavenly Father. Or be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Um, I like the translation where it says, be complete, therefore, as your heavenly Father is complete. Um, I think when it talks about loving others, loving others, that's completion. Um, perfection has got a lot of baggage to it, a lot of our own baggage that we take with it. But it is interesting that, you know, if you look at it as being complete, that that's what leads us to being complete. But how can we do this? You know, it's, it's, it's not easy to, to live what Jesus is calling here. It's not easy to practice the Beatitudes or have the fruits of the Spirit, you know, uh, the Corinthians thirteen four through seven, which we hear at weddings quite often, <laughs> you know, always seems the reason it's read is because it's so beautiful and it seems such an impossible standard, you know, and uh, but really it's good news. I want to just one other thing that Jesus says in Matthew eighteen. Uh, 18, let's see, I believe it's 21. Then Peter came and said to Lord, to him, to Jesus, Lord, if another member of the church sins against me, how often should I forgive? As many as seven times. Jesus said to him, not seven times, but I tell you 77 times. Or some say 77 times, but... Complete forgiveness. Continue to forgive over and over again. And so you see, blessed are the peacemaker, you know, blessed are the merciful, the meek. Continue to forgive. Um, you probably will be seen as meek and mild if you're constantly forgiving people because a lot of people say, well, well I don't want to forgive people. And if forgiving people doesn't mean we let them get away with abuse or hurting others. Um, that's, I don't think that's real forgiveness. I think that's condoning and letting things go. Um, but what we learn is to love people, be patient with people, um, but also to speak to people and be patient with ourselves. And, um, and, and when you love people and you want to see what's right and you want to be a peacemaker, sometimes that requires having hard conversations in those words, but that's why the love is so important. That's why the patience is so important. That's why... Um, you know, not making these demands, not being like where I'm right and you're completely wrong. You know, having a conversation is important. Entering into dialogue is important. And that's how people's lives are changed. You know, how much have we seen arguing work or throwing sermons or verses out at each other change each other's hearts or minds? You know, how many people are converted, uh, to your way of thinking or my way of thinking by uh, Twitter or Facebook conversations. That really rarely happens because there's no work put in there uh, the way that 
the Beatitudes talk about the way that the love verse talks about the way that, you know, the fruits of the spirit require, you know, it's, we just, we got to be patient and joyful. And you just, those are things that don't come through necessarily on things like social media or when we're angry or we're just trying to get our point through. Be patient, show love, then maybe your point will be able to come through. It's a tough time to live that kind of thing. It's tough to continue to forgive, you know, but I feel like Jesus taught us a way to live, a way to live in tolerance, a way to live together with not just our friends and family, but with our enemies and as well as our enemies who are brothers and sisters in Christ. (laughs) You know, um, we definitely went through that in Galatians, uh, a Galatians study. It's definitely talking about that. And I was thinking, you know, about Philippians 4.13, where Paul says, I could do all things through Christ that strengthens me. And what that verse means, and, you know, Paul's, when he says that, he's giving a farewell to Philippians, and he's talking about being in prison and talking about, you know, being hungry and talking about uh, having a, a tough life and having to be patient and having to be kind and having to be merciful and having to be, uh, you know, under others' control, having to be under his own, you know, his enemy's control. And he's saying, I can do this through Christ. And so what is through Christ? And that's when I think of Matthew 5, 1 through 11. I think of the Beatitudes or Corinthians 13, you know, or the fruits of the Spirit. Um, or loving your enemy, you know, those are the verses that come to my mind. And that's what I hope that, that uh, you know, we you, you get from this. That's what I get from it. But, you know, what do you think when it says, you know, I can do all things through Christ? What does being through Christ mean to you? I'm not going to answer that. I, I don't have that answer for you. But what does it mean to you? And I, that's something to think about. And I think for me, as hard as that question is in some ways. Fruits of the Spirit, the Beatitudes, the love verse, those things like that help answer what living through Christ is like. And I think can live, lead us to a better way of living and a better way of uh, living amongst one another. So be, be encouraged. And uh, I hope this finds you in a good place. feels a little incomplete, but you know what? I feel like it's right, and that's where we're going to leave it. So thanks a lot for listening. Uh, once again, this is Revolution Church, and we're always glad you're here. <laughs>